Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. And today is my first time doing guest without Jordan. So today I'm fo- or followed with, what do you call it? I'm joined by <laughs> my dear friend, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, as Billy said, my name's Catherine. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm just a really cool person. You are. <laughs> <laughs> my ego is not talking at all <laughs> yeah yeah I'm really excited about this episode I think we've talked about it we've just had it in our brain for a long yeah, time yeah we've been trying to plan this for like you were still working with Jordan still yeah and we initially talked about this and yeah then, I was actually telling my mom earlier I was like it almost worked out better that we waited for a while because now that you're on your own it's a good like mm-hmm. like uh podcast to have on your own too yeah right? like so it just adds to the mm-hmm. material for, for later on. Yeah, so. yeah, totally true. Um, so today we want to talk about um, figuring out your non-binary. We both figured out, I don't know if that's even the right way of saying it. I guess like, I like to say discovering. Discovering. Or like, I guess, yeah, discovering yeah. really. Yeah. Yourself, understanding yourself maybe more. Yeah. Like, coming more true to yourself yeah I guess there's a lot of ways you can put it depending on how you want to put how it works that for you sense. yeah but we kind of that. figured it out around the same time I guess we you say yeah and we talked about it a lot and we're talking about being non-binary because we both are non-binary yeah um but I'm sure that it will be you will relate if you've any type been, of person who's had any kind of gender yeah. questioning it's like yeah challenging of the norm I guess you could say yeah that's so true that's very true the rebel movement club by move with billy has been described as a space that gathers up all the misfits and makes them feel at home it's a virtual club where there is yoga classes mobility classes workout classes every single week and it's a month by month membership. Best part is it's queer safe, led by someone who is queer and non-binary. It is trauma-informed, led by someone who has experienced trauma and it's truly anti-diet, like nothing to do with diet culture here. It's a space where you can show up as yourself, practice online, you can get the recordings and really have this space and the freedom and encouragement to listen to your body Notice how movements feel in your body and go from there. There's three different tiers of membership options, whether you want to practice five times a month with the live classes or up to VIP where you want to do all the classes and get personalized one-on-one support. Each membership has a bunch of perks. You get all of the on-demand, you get discounts, you get free workshops, you get, it's so great. Join the club today by clicking the link in the show notes and enjoy the episode. So I don't really know how to get in. I guess we could just jump into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did you discover that you were non-binary? I feel it's kind of dumb when I say how I discovered. I guess it wasn't, it wasn't like a big my discovery moment, I guess, was more like aha moment. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was building up to that. But it was more like something stupid that kind of like made my brain click and be like, oh, like it was like that. It was like, I think I told you it was some stupid video on Instagram 
of this person who was like talking about like, oh, don't you ever just wish you were, it was like one of those point of view videos, like, oh, don't you wish you could just switch back to being female or male? Like you could just be mm-hmm. either gender, you know, you could change your gender all the time. Like, oh yeah, I wish. And then kind of in that moment, be like, in the video, I think something about like, oh, maybe I'm non-binary. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's weird. And like, mm-hmm. not saying that other people who like who not saying that every person that's on binary wishes that they were one or the other mm-hmm. but for me that, that just your... that that worked for me. I was like that clicked and I was like yeah oh like it was like I said it's a dumb video mm-hmm. and like I think people in general always kind of wish oh it'd be kind of cool to switch back and forth regardless mm-hmm. of what your gender is but just for me that video kind of solidified a lot of things in my brain that was like that makes a lot of sense. I didn't really like, it was like yeah. I said, I was building up until that moment. And there's a lot of things I kind of done without really consciously realizing I was doing. Mm. It was just this one little stupid video that was like, click. Oh, everything just makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was just like the blinders were off. I was like, oh, okay. Cause sometimes it's just like a stupid small thing that just yeah. makes perspective for you. And that was kind of my thing I mean it makes sense I mm. do stupid little things all the time so it's kind of funny <laughs> that something stupid little kind of opened my eyes more to who I was yeah yeah absolutely um I just had a moment but I thought I wasn't just have the mic on for a second <laughs> it's all good <laughs> better make sure we have that exactly. on instead of having a long conversation <laughs> yeah. and then realizing like, oh, none yeah. of that was recorded and, and we will be like um <laughs> Tenacious D, you know, the greatest oh, song yeah. in the world, but yeah. they never recorded it. No oh, one will ever hear yeah. it. I'll be like that. Mm-hmm. The greatest podcast no one ever heard. No one heard. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish we hadn't pressed record. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, mine was like um, kind of similar. I don't remember. I think for a long time, folks who um, bended I'll say like some gender norms okay whether by style or um which I like I don't know if that's a thing I should look into in my brain if it's a problematic thing to think I don't know but when there was was, the norm of the box that we've been just shown yeah from like yeah exactly I was always I always had this feeling I was like I wish I was that cool like that's so cool yeah and I had this like I want to be like that yeah and I had that for I don't remember for a long time anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of going by they, them pronouns, I had the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then I think I was talking to you and you were like, but I, I had this feeling like uh almost like I guess imposter syndrome. I was like, almost, I, I was just gonna say like the imposter syndrome, yeah. like as if we didn't fit that. Yeah. Like yeah. We were enough out of the box, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It was like, oh well, I can't be like I can't call myself just call myself non-binary like I'm yeah. breaking it and then I love because it's so relatable <laughs> yeah yeah and like I like I can't be like that and then it just slowly I think I started saying they them and then eventually was they them she her and then eventually was like I'm non-binary and like oh <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of weird to go say them I did like the subtle thing I never I never really did a come out thing but I've never done that with anything like I didn't do that with my like sexual orientation I've never done that with my gender because like I guess when you look at me I fit what is norm but really I'm not <laughs> fitting any of that what is norm but yeah. I don't feel like I make a big thing of it because really 
it doesn't really matter if other people validate my experience. It all yeah. matters is I validate my experience. Yeah, that's true. So like for me, I didn't do a big thing. I just like put on my Instagram like, hey, them. I'm like, okay, that felt good. And like telling yeah. my like telling I end up my partner that like, oh, these are my pronouns and this is what I feel. Like this is this is who I am. He's like, okay. And it's like, okay, that feels great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all I, I needed. Thought, yeah. Sorry, my cat was um such a good stuff. And my cat just went and sat down on all of the loudest fucking boys. <laughs> it's okay. It makes life more fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how this we're casual here. Uh, I guess I can't say we because it's just me now, but we <laughs> the two of us too. But that's I like that that you don't need anyone else to validate your experience. That you mm. like don't need you don't need someone to feel like, yes, you can call yourself non-binary you can just be like hey I identify as non-binary and yeah that's, sort of, that's what it is now I think it's dope but yeah I definitely that was definitely kind of where I am I think that's also just who I am as a person so it comes a little more naturally to me so it's easier to when I've kind of decided something about myself it's like oh okay that's just yeah it but doesn't mean there's like because we discussed when we first kind yeah. of were discovering this about each other like ourselves I guess each other because obviously we talked about with one another we both talked about this weird imposter syndrome yeah. when it comes and I think I think in particular because we do we're very femme looking right we yeah. we look typically cis uh femme mm-hmm. straight whatever you want to say we yeah. don't look like the typical box you know we don't yeah. we don't really bend I guess you could say or are very fluid in, in our typical day-to-day looks mm-hmm. typically speaking yeah yeah so we don't fit this, um, but we're not, we're not like, I'm trying to think of the best way of saying it. We're like, I think there's a stereotype sometimes with how non-binary people Yeah, that's look, exactly it. we don't fit the stereotype. That's exactly it. Because yeah. so many times people are like, oh, like, you know, oh, why aren't you androgynous? Or yeah. why do you have some unisex kind of look? Like everyone yeah. feels like you should be this kind of almost genderless person when yeah. it comes to being non-binary. But non-binary is like many more things yeah. on top of that. And that's I think true. that's the tricky part that comes with it. Because I know that we talked about that and mm-hmm. feeling that. And of course, I had moments of that especially in the beginning but I think it was more so just being me being like is this am I really feeling this is this yeah. really is this my true feelings or am I just like pro- somehow projecting something or you know whatever yeah. but then as I kind of was like letting myself sit in those feelings more and feeling how right it felt in that moment I was like mm-hmm. no this is right this is what I am this mm-hmm. is who I am and mm-hmm. you know so that made it easier for at least for myself yeah um to I guess come to terms with it mm-hmm. or not come to terms that sounds like I know what you mean like except like except it's a, whole, a bit of a process it's it not is, like yeah. you know, just like, <laughs> like a light switch you're like okay I'm non-binary and like, it's <laughs> yeah. my thing now but yeah it's all gonna yeah. be easy yeah exactly <laughs> and I'm sure like I'll have moments in my future that will still like even with my gender will always be easy it's yeah. easy now but do- that doesn't mean it's not going to always be easy in the future I'm yeah. sure I'll still have moments I'm sure I'll still have times that imposter feeling comes in oh, or challenges that come in or even my self-doubt about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just going to happen that's what we do as people in yeah. general oh my god yeah. it just adds more. <laughs> it just adds more when you don't fit into the norm yeah of what society wants that's true for everyone yeah I just I recorded a podcast, I think last week's podcast, when this comes out, is about self-doubt. And in it, I talked about how um, when you're in the moment, like with all this self-doubt, it feels yeah. really 
um, like it feels like there's so many reasons and your like your brain really gets in there. But <laughs> then it brings like everything you've ever felt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it, I called it like doing the math because I was talking about it in a business perspective. Oh, but okay. If you like look at all of the factors of it and then you have a little bit of space, it, I feel like it, there's a, with the perspective shift, you're like, why did I even self-doubt? Like you look back and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's kind of like those moments where you're like, you hype something up in your head like you're like oh this is gonna go awful or I'm not gonna yeah. have a good time like you're like if you're making plans and you don't want to go oh, I'm so tired I don't think I'm gonna have a good time I'm not like yeah. blah, blah. and then you go and you have a great time and you think to yourself why was I trying to talk myself out of yeah. doing this because I knew true. it was gonna like you, you know you get back and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be mm-hmm. a good time so mm-hmm. we all have that like little monkey voice in our head that tells us that yeah. shit all the time right yeah, like that's true. I had a similar, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. I had a similar process when like figuring out um, that I was pansexual and figuring out that I was like identifying as queer. Okay. And, like part of it was because I didn't, um, I didn't know pansexual was a thing until, I don't know, that not that many years ago. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to guess, but like I went through all of high school and like college not knowing that was a thing. And I knew that bisexual didn't feel right. Yeah. And straight didn't feel right. Yeah. And um gay didn't feel right I yeah. was like I don't know what the fuck <laughs> what, I don't know what the yeah. I don't yeah. know what the label is there yeah. is a label of some sort maybe yeah and then someone told me pansexual which was um so if you don't know it's not like you the listener yeah um I know that you know <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially like attracted to all gender identities which or attracted like, to people regardless of their regardless of gender, yeah, gender. yeah that's what and I was like oh that's it and yeah. that one but that one was like a very like okay that's me yeah that, that part of it it felt like finally someone made a word to explain how I felt yeah but then I still felt like I could not identify as queer or I like couldn't be involved in pride celebrations it does feel strange yeah, yeah. especially I think if you have like a straight relationship yeah. like i I've known that I've not been straight since high school for like a very long time mm-hmm. but I've been in a straight relationship yeah my entire life my husband mm-hmm. I've been married to I've been with him since I was high school so yeah when people like it's kind of once again I've never really come up with my sexual orientation because it's like well what all it matters is I validate that yeah. like who I am yeah because ultimately there's always gonna be someone like I hear it all the time even not just for myself directly but to other couples who mm-hmm. are not straight but are in straight uh appearing relationships and say yeah and people are like, oh, well, you are straight because you're in a straight relationship. It's like, well, that's not the case. So yeah. you hear that all the time. So it's like, well, I don't feel this big need to come out because no matter what I tell, what I, no matter what I say, people are going to have assumptions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but I get where you're coming from. It's a weird, yeah. It's weird how gender and your orientation have this weird, they really play yeah. off each other they sometimes do. more than I think yeah. people think because they change a lot. We grow yeah. and evolve, and yeah, that's true. I think that's so, like it's totally normal that it changes and grows. And sometimes, like, there's been a lot of change in vocabulary the last like yeah. our generation, which is really nice. Yeah, and more exposure to it, I think, because so I think to myself, like, I probably would have discovered a lot of these things a lot sooner had I been exposed more. Because the most I was exposed to, especially in my childhood, because my parents were very like they themselves aren't very religious people but they mm-hmm. grew up in very religious households and right. so that of course that just continues to transfer so I was very surrounded by very like 
Catholic religious people who like the concept of like even just gay people and lesbians and was just like, yeah. oh my God. Like, even though my parents often say like, oh yeah, they're very open growing up still, there were a lot of things that were kind of said that weren't very okay. Yeah. Like yeah. if I've heard that now, that I yeah. know better I'd be like that's not okay to say you don't yeah. say that kind of thing even just with non-binary before I knew being non-binary some of the things my parents would say mm. was still like oh and I think that probably yeah. took I think without unconsciously that probably hindered me discovering my own identity because I was like well you know with your parents always kind of have this weird pull on you whether yeah. you want to or not <laughs> you know like yeah. I know you know that yeah. Um, and if anyone's ever listened to any of your thing, they know the trauma you've had. And so parents have this weird way of kind of shaping you. Yeah. And you have to kind of constantly break these weird barriers you don't even know you have inside of you. That's true. Yeah. Because they you just unconsciously inside of you because of hearing it or mm-hmm. being around it. Mm-hmm. So like going back to what I was initially talking about, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I never knew any of that. So that knowledge was so un foreign to me until I started like I guess the internet really and really just joining Instagram in particular because that's where a lot of um queer and like non-binary people or people who didn't fit in the normal gender uh roles I guess you could say Mm -hmm. were and that's when I started really I guess exposing myself to that and being like oh really relating to it yeah it's so nice when that happens. It's like, a, holy shit, someone gets this. It's That's so great. Yeah. And I think you know, what you're saying makes so much sense because also, like, we were both raised um, as women. Yeah. And um, well, AFAB, as they say. <laughs> yeah. And like, we're in hetero appearing relationships. Yeah. And grew up in the same, like, relatively small, yeah. white very centered cis city in a time where there was I don't remember a single thing on tv where there was not like a queer person like when there was a say yeah I and nothing I can yeah I don't think so yeah and there wasn't even that many like queer relationships to identify with around you yeah I only thing I remember but it was like later it was like will and grace was the first yeah that's true will and grace is the only one and even then it was just like there's like a character yeah there was like yeah exactly sorry i interrupted you there's no it's all good a character that queer folks fell into in some of these things too yeah and and so we're raised in this time and like so i'm getting ahead of myself where (laughs) when we were raised people used the term the word gay as a bad thing a lot yeah yeah i remember like oh you're so gay i remember that all the time in elementary school that's bad and then you, you don't really, it's funny, as kids, you don't really fully comprehend the things you say. Like we all say yeah. things that we don't fully comprehend. But like, it's, like I said, similar to your parents, you don't always realize that kind of effect it has on you, right? Like yeah. you don't realize the kind of <laughs> blocks it puts on you without even realizing. Yeah. And then you kind of right. grow up and realize, oh, that was not, you know, I didn't realize how unconsciously that went into my system and is now affecting me in other ways I didn't have yeah. even realize. Exactly exactly and then we were also raised with all of these gender roles and yeah in a patriarchal culture where oh 100 you had to look a certain way and act a certain way and your role was a certain yeah I definitely feel like part not not as much now but especially in the beginning especially kind of I guess it's not even 
I guess it was more so it felt validating, but also in a small way, like a rebellion against kind of the gender norms I grew up with, because like, like you said, we were both yeah. raised in very strict gender norms. And in particularly in my family, like the gender norms were very laid out. Oh yeah. And my father in particular was very much like, girls do this, boys do that. And I always be called, well, you're a lady. So ladies do this. Like my uh, brother could get away with murder and do whatever he want. He could swear, he could do this. Yeah. And anytime I tried to do the same thing, but I go, well, you're a lady. Mm-hmm. Ladies don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And it drove me crazy because it never, not just because it felt unfair, but also because it's never, I didn't like, for me, it just never fits. Like, well, I'm not a lady. Yeah. I don't want to be a lady. I know <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hate that word. Sometimes I still call my own daughters a lady, but in some way, weird way, it's kind of me a reclaiming and a re yeah, like, I'm like that. putting a new association on it, not yeah. this association I have of that's who I had I'm to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I try yeah. and like re-spin it for myself in a positive way instead of a negative way I always yeah. associate it to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like part of my becoming, like discovering who I was as a non, as being non-binary, really also kind of played a little bit into this reclaiming of myself yeah. of who I couldn't be as a child basically and it was a rebelling against to that, like that gender like rules I had to play by a lot when I was younger that yeah. I really hated and didn't like yeah that makes sense see I was in some ways very much the opposite how I was raised it's one thing I like I think was really cool about one of the things that was cool about that house <laughs> was um that in terms of like gender roles I was raised in a house of only women yeah so, so it's a bit different of the roles yeah. that get played yeah and I mean I, like if you listen to you know this but it's not like by choice it's um I wish you could see what was happening right now my cat's like sit, sitting behind me somehow on this oh, on this chair <laughs> and now sitting right beside the mic and she had her little hands or her paws on my shoulder, like yeah. a little parrot. <laughs> she was really, she was a little bird. Yeah. She's, not, I've ever seen. yeah. She's not always this disruptive, but um, at least not I'm in, here. Not it's I'm yeah, here. There's a guest. Um, yeah. So it was always like if you have to move the furniture or um, they like, they obviously hired experts to do some of the like reflooring and stuff yeah. but they did like the linoleum themselves and they like repainted themselves and they like did all the gardening and like they with help got someone to help them like build the deck so there was like there was it was never like oh you can't lift this because you're a girl yeah it was like fucking lift it help me <laughs> which is so funny because like you say that like me and my mom did like my mom sometimes she was going to be up at that for me and being like okay she's not like you know she can do this and sometimes yeah. she wasn't more so when she was there but the funny thing is me and my mom were like that too like if shit needed to get done it was us yeah. like we moved fridges and furniture and you know we were the ones that kind of did I always joke with Ianna like oh the two of us I'm the builder like he cannot yeah. build a thing but I can yeah so it's like it's funny because even though I did have those specific gender roles in the sense of like I guess appearance of what you should be doing as yeah. a lady it was I had a law similar to what you were it was like hmm. you did things mm-hmm. but I think that's also because where my mom came from was like yeah. on a farm so they did stuff that and that was yeah, just the norm right yeah of a big family yeah <laughs> yeah that's true I don't know if it was like there was more stuff with the way that your body should look but I, I don't know if the, I can't remember if it was ever explicitly 
because I was supposed to be feminine. Well, a couple of times there were for sure, but in like, so on one hand, yes, that I grew up and love that. But on the other hand, I was still allowed to like get tattoos and cut my hair if I wanted to, not that I did. And but you could like, if you I wanted could to. If I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so there definitely was stuff there. But yeah, I always like it was it was what really pisses me off <laughs> because I used to work <laughs> in a place that sold furniture. Okay, and and this is not the first time I encountered it. Yeah, but it happens so often. I worked in the furniture department. Of the, there was a, they sold other stuff too, but um, I'd have to bring like a chair up to the front or like yeah. whatever up to the front and the amount of fucking guys like older men oh, like God, I don't know worst. whatever that'd be like I'm gonna carry that for you and I'm like this is literally my job like, I, I do this all day there's one time I was carrying up like a huge rug I think it was gigantic and I was fine with it yeah and I was like oh can I help you and at this time I was like you know what sure because they kept pestering me and they couldn't lift it so I was like do you want me to help you Oh my god! Like that makes me laugh. No. It's actually a story. One time, I actually got reminded of it because I was telling my mom about it. She was with me, so we were driving past Loblaws, and there was this poor old woman who had like a thing of like she had one of those um, like walkers, and she had her groceries on top mm-hmm. in like a basket or something. Well, unfortunately, her basket fell when she was crossing the road. Oh, so no. of course, I get out to help her, and I lift up the basket, which was heavy as shit. Yeah. It was full of cans <laughs> and everything. I don't even know how she moved her walker. I'm not surprised it fell. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was, it was. I had to put a good amount of strength in it. And there was a gentleman at the corner. He's like, "Oh, here, I can help. I know where she lives." I'm like, okay. And I tell him, "Be careful. It's kind of heavy." He kind of gave me that, like, "Uh-huh, sure." Like, yeah. I, yeah, I was if I couldn't handle is as if I couldn't handle it because I looked a, like a woman. So I give it to him and he goes, oh. and you could hear the <laughs> physical oof. And he looked at me and he realized like, oh shit, she wasn't joking. Yeah. It was heavy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it was heavy. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's times at work. Right? So currently I work at a pet food store. We have like some of our bags are 25 pounds, 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, 37 pounds. <laughs> they're big the bags. Yeah, they're big bags. And I, like in the pandemic, when we had we're in lockdown, we had to carry shit. Like we had to bring it out to them, make sure it's the kind they want. Then we have to bring it to the cash. And then we have to bring it out and then bring it to the car. Oh and like God. multiple <laughs> times a day. So I didn't even necessarily realize that I gained a bunch of upper body strength just from lifting dog food, yeah. which makes sense, I guess. I, that's all you're doing constantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah and start to add up yeah <laughs> I started being able to lift two bags on my shoulder yeah of like so I'd have like 60 pounds on my shoulder yeah and barely even fucking notice so I was yeah. like oh, whatever it's you just get day. so used to it yeah there's a couple there's been a few times where I've done that and people around me have been like whoa <laughs> like yeah I have muscles too just because I like you I you think that I'm a lady yeah just because I mean, look like a woman yeah. And you know, have yeah. a woman's body doesn't mean I can't be strong yeah. too. Yeah, those moments. I don't know if it's because I just because of where how I grew up with. Basically, I was very much like, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. Like, there was a lot of talk about like women standing up for each other and like women being strong and powerful and like badass. Um, I mean, at the same time, there was opposite things being taught, but there was still a lot of like woman or you can't there's nothing you can't do yeah so when people are like oh right can you actually do this i'm like i mean you want to fight (laughs) yeah yeah 
not that I would actually fight someone, but it just that's like that's one thing that yeah. is like immediately I'm like, even if I couldn't do it now, I'm going to. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why I love watching such a funny video. Don't ask me how I got into it. Don't ask me why I started watching it. It was early okay. in the morning. I hadn't had my coffee. I got sucked in. No but judgment. No judgment. I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, I don't know if I could handle myself in a fight. Maybe. I mean, if I really had to, I guess I could step <laughs> Could I have never been in a fight? I'm like, could I? I don't know. Like, I so, take notes next time. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what works and what doesn't yeah. work. I think you just have to go as hard as you can and make sure you like just land those shots yeah. and like put your full body into it. Someone told me once you can't like tuck your thumb. No, you can't. You'll break your you'll break your hand thing. doing doing yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to go for the soft spots. If you're doing a fight, I feel like there's <laughs> the, you don't worry about honor. You just go for what wins (laughs) so like you know you go for the eyes punch the neck slam the ears yeah yeah it is important for self-defense especially for yeah that's true my mom told me all types of stuff like i knew all the things to do which is kind of sad that i had to know that shit but yeah yeah (laughs) man makes you feel at least more like it gives you i guess the illusion yeah i say the illusion because like if someone really wants to yeah they will yeah hopefully not but um so there's words that like I like I because I think because of how I was raised I still like the word woman yeah I don't like lady don't like lady girl if I'm like you know doing trauma stuff or like going through like thinking about something because at that point I thought I thought of myself as a girl it's really hard to switch but I don't like when people call me girl now that's true. Girl, I guess I can see what you're saying. I do like girl trauma. I mean, when you're like going back into childhood, yeah. yes. The only time I like girl is in the bedroom. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like woman, but only because, and not because like I'm, only because for me, this is not for other people because being a woman doesn't mean you have these things. But when I was a woman, where I still, like I said, when I still identified as a woman, mm-hmm. I had my children so for me woman and mom for me personally connect yeah. so I view very much view that together so I don't mind woman I don't mm-hmm. like womanhood and mm-hmm. I don't mind uh, like I still have mom and wife because those are all positive things I identify yeah. to my femininity yeah so I don't have any bad associations to them but like mm-hmm. lady girl um other things like honey yeah like even though that's like oh, can be yeah. ter- term of gear it's such a thing that people say to like women Ugh. in a general sense of like yeah. oh listen here honey or hey honey like I don't know that's also a word I don't like not yeah, that has I any- can understand why that you're like used to the way you're talking about it. I'm like I like flashbacks and many other times <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so that that yeah. one I don't like but but no I agree with you I don't I like the word woman still yeah. for myself I mean yeah. that's all for everyone but yeah that's true. And you know, like, I don't know if you mentioned this, I can't remember if you talked about this when we were recording or before we were recording. Um, you had like a bit of a journey with figuring out your pronouns too, right? Yeah. So yeah. Cause like initially I was like, well, I think it's part because like I said, I identify very, like I present very femme mm-hmm. and I find ironically now that I know, like now that I know I'm non-binary, I, I embrace my femininity way mm-hmm. more than I did before um in a sense like just being calm in that part of myself before it was always this weird chaotic energy around surrounding my femininity that I didn't really understand yeah but yeah so I guess before I kind of did she they and I think the she I realized the she wasn't working because I wasn't doing she her because I felt 
like that was true myself. I mm. was doing it because I was placating other people. Yeah. In the sense, if people say she hurt me, I'm not, I'm not offense. I'm like, not gonna be like, oh my God, how dare you? Yeah. I'm not, that's like, I know I present very feminine. So mm. I'm not gonna be calling it out for that. But if someone asked me, I'll yeah. be like, it's they, them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if someone repeat, if there's someone in my day to day life who constantly says she hurt me, I'm like, just yeah. FYI, they, them. Like, yeah. yeah. But most of the time, I'm, I see so few people all the time yeah. that the few people I do see, if you say she hurt me, that's like, well, I'm never going to see you again. Or if I, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're a blip in my life. Yeah. I know you're not going to make that big of an yeah. impact yeah. In, in my day. <laughs> you're a blip in my life. That feels like such a, sorry, I to, I'm trying to keep that in my memory. I feel like I need that in future times when I need to vent. <laughs> you're a blip in my life. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's like 90% of people. That's yeah. like 90, I should say that's 99% of people in your <laughs> yeah, life. It's just going to be a blip in your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's there's true. like a very small one percent mm-hmm. that yeah. will be the people who actually it's kind of freeing when you have people who you know are um homophobic or say weird shit about the fact that if you ever have I don't know if you've had this before where someone says something about you being non-binary or I haven't had it like specifically said to me but like I said I don't really come out like unless I'm like asked to identify myself mm-hmm. I ha- don't openly like like say oh I'm they them and uh or like my pronouns are they them I'm mm-hmm. non-binary but like for instance like um family members would always be like the typical stupid argument people love to do for they them pronouns like well that's not grammatically correct right like for oh, for I hear, yeah. heard that all the time yeah and I never I, I would get so irrationally angry over it and at the time rational. yeah <laughs> I would get so irrational well, I guess yeah rationally angry yeah. about it but so like almost more deeply than just like I'm angry because I was an ally because at that time yeah. when I would get angry over I didn't really realize who I was at the time yeah and then it kind of clicked and I'm like that makes so much more sense why I was so angry about that but I get so frustrated I'm like why don't you just understand mm-hmm. and of course once I realized it's like it's probably because I was like without I think more unconsciously at that time mm-hmm. I was like why don't you just understand me why are you misunderstanding yeah. me but at that time I didn't really put yeah. that together because it wasn't I didn't consciously that part of me wasn't consciously aware yeah funny how you look you can look back and you're like oh yeah the signs were already there oh 100 percent. i'm constant. i followed so many people who were gender fluid or non-binary I thought, oh i so resonate with them i really get what they're talking about I'm, i always i was like oh i'm such an ally i totally get it and what you're saying that clicks for me so much <laughs> and then eventually when i came to like oh that's why it clicks so much <laughs> yeah. i wasn't just a good I was just literally living my truth yeah. oh that makes so that much makes more so sense much. yeah <laughs> yeah so far I'm still she they but I like I really prefer I really love when people use they them but I like I feel pretty neutral about yeah she, her currently um, I think it just depends because some people put like she they and then some people put they she and that depends yeah. on your preference right like I guess you could say I'm a they she, but I still prefer they them because I don't yeah. I do she, she I do only do she her to placate, so that's not who I am. But yeah. there are some people who don't care, but they prefer they them, so they have they as the beginning, yeah, she is after. Or I'm trying the, to do that switch a bit. But, yeah, it's yeah. tricky. Like it's still the language is still evolving and the discussion around mm-hmm. it are still evolving, the information around it is still being spread and yeah. discovered and that's true taught yeah. <laughs> I think it got a lot um 
I have to I say my pronouns all the time obviously yeah when podcasting and then when I teach, teach it, I people, um workshops you do. yeah workshops and um I have, yeah I have a necklace that I'm currently wearing it says, I think it says they she I don't know, yeah I she, have right? mine yeah I don't have it on me but <laughs> okay. the time to wear it I should have <laughs> yeah um and I I've, no, I've never had anyone say anything to my face as far as I'm aware um well I used to be so much more nervous about it yeah. especially wearing the necklace because well, the first time I wore it to work I was like in my head I was prepared for someone to yell at me I think because... it's hard too because you work with the public a lot more yeah. and a lot of like I know that you've talked about like older customers and not to be like blanket on older generations but we all know sometimes they're the hard like they you know that's where mm -hmm. we're all kind of stuck in that system that's been made that they've lived in forever right yeah, so yeah <laughs> No one said anything though. I was That's kind of good. disappointed. I was like, really you're, ready. You're, you're ready. Yeah. Really you're ready. really ready to put yeah. those tips you put down from yeah. the what <laughs> you watch bites too on I your did phone. <laughs> I did. And I had words prepared. I can't remember what they were. I think one of them was like, lucky for you, it's none of your business. Yeah. And I was like, That's so good. I wanted to use it. <laughs> She's well, now you're ready though, right? right? Yeah, something comes up and says yeah. anything. I'd be worried yeah. though. So when I used to work where I worked, you know where I worked at yeah. an electronics store um you get people like that all the time oh yeah even like I think I hated working there because my identity as a woman was so pronounced there and mm -hmm. of all places I've ever worked yeah that place in particular was where it was the most pronounced yeah that makes sense and I really didn't like it it was weird because I felt like <clears throat> I had to be like super feminine so mm -hmm. I went like super high feminine and I think you remember like I did like my makeup wife, like I don't think I love doing makeup, but I did it as not as a pleasure, more yeah. like this necessity I had to wear makeup yeah. and I had to look a certain way. And I was like, almost like hated myself that way. Once I became pregnant, I was not working there anymore. I went like almost the opposite way because I was like oh, yeah. so over that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really weird time. Yeah. Well, one thing I think figuring out I'm non-binary has helped me is to like, I do like makeup sometimes, Yeah, but um I always I guess I felt like I had to be I had to dress and like look feminine yeah I think like someone in my immediate family was like quite feminine and it felt like a bit of a um I don't know we were always compared to myself, oh, like, we're always like compared this like rivalry yeah. between each other yeah so I don't know if it's from that I think I, sometimes it definitely I'm was. sure it's probably a combination of a few things it usually is yeah right? it's one boiled down point yeah if I'm like you're not put not that I was always put together but if I'm not like more put together that I'm like not good enough I'm not pretty enough I'm not like woman enough yeah I can totally I totally relate that's exactly the yeah. experience yeah and then I think when I became when I figured out it was non-binary I think at this I don't know if it was in the pandemic I, I think it was I'd already yeah, like definitely kind was. of done a little less of some of the stuff but I started to I think I started I got a couple like really um like bigger shirts and like stuff that was stepping out of what I was what your norm was yeah. at that point and I was like I feel so cool so it's like that's what I'm following this whole time like what makes me feel the coolest yeah. <laughs> what makes you smile yeah yeah it's funny I wear more dresses now you than than I ever have in my entire life now that I've been mm -hmm. like now that I am non-binary which I think it's kind of funny how you mm -hmm. weirdly embrace things that now like oh this fits now that I kind yeah. of uncomfortable in my yeah. skin and the way it was that's true like 
I find not, not being non-binary didn't really make me feel comfortable in my own skin. Becoming a mother made me more comfortable in my own skin in some ways and like not feeling like I had to wear makeup. But then you go through, that took a journey though, because before it was more so I felt like a gremlin because no one wants to do their makeup when you're like managing two kids. Yeah. And then eventually it came to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm not just doing this because I'm being lazy and slobby. I don't care. I'm doing this because I just want to embrace who I am now. Yeah. So that was its own journey. Mm. You just reminded me. That's something that's always, it's like in so many movies is if you're not putting your, doing your hair a certain oh, way and you're not doing your makeup and you're not like whatever yeah. you're like sloppy and you don't care about yourself so true if you don't wear a bra if you don't have a whatever yeah. like there's so many like, things oh, frumpy and oh, there's so many words used yeah Man. you're a slob you're lazy you yeah. don't care about yourself well you don't like you know all those kind yeah. of it gets buzzwords or whatever you want to say yeah it's like sometimes yeah. I'm just comfortable in my own skin I don't yeah. need to do that yeah I think we put a lot of pressure I mean there's lots of pressure already on parents and that doesn't just come just like how your body should look that's a huge part but it also just depends on like what clothing are you wearing you know why what's your hair doing what mm-hmm. what kind of makeup are you doing what's your skin like you know mm-hmm. all these different types of things that at the end of the day who gives a shit yeah who are you as a person yeah <laughs> ultimately are you a nice person? Do you show kindness to people? Mm. Are you empathetic towards people? You know, mm. do you recycle instead of throw it on the ground? Like what kind of like, what, yeah, kind what, of, kind of what small you? actions do yeah. you do? Do you hold the door for the person behind you? You know, do you yeah. throw someone a couple of bucks if they're short on their, you know, bill and they can't cover Like what kind of person do you do? Yeah. What little actions are you? That more speaks to you than what you look like at the so end true. of the day. Yeah. We need to get more shits about that stuff and less about <laughs> pink is a girl color. Yeah. Okay. yeah I when I had when I had the kids I was like I was almost anti-pink because I was like I don't I was so I think I was so scared of them being boxed into this gender thing that mm-hmm. I was boxed into mm-hmm. I was like almost like so rebelling against it I was like yeah. no nothing yeah. nothing <laughs> well I get that though I think it's like it's like not all girls first of all people who identify as girls not all of them like pink like why is that's it, true you know it used to be a uh, color for boys and also that's true the amount of people that come into the pet food store saying like refusing to give their boy dog a pink fucking cookie or oh my color is it that's so a, ridiculous as if a duck, colorblind dog is good <laughs> right <laughs> i like can't it's so common. It's so common to care about what kind of color you're giving your dog. It's, it's so stupid. It's crazy how people are so focused on that. Like even how gendered our clothing is. Like my one daughter, Lucy, she loves girly stuff. She's very girl centered. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other daughter, Annabelle, she does like girly things or stereotypes. I guess you say stereotypical girly things, mm-hmm. but she's also the opposite too. Mm-hmm. And when they were younger, when they couldn't, like they didn't really have an opinion on anything and they couldn't yeah. really pick anything. I would just go through whatever, whatever was cute. Cause some, the number of times the kids were called boys or girls and I call them girls and I've asked them what they are until they tell me otherwise I don't yeah. say anything I've asked them because like do you identify what do you want to identify it's like you tell yeah. me if you want to change it that's fine mm-hmm. but we call them girls because that's what they identify yeah. themselves like at that. this time so yeah. um that's just so to cool. clarify to people yeah. who are wondering why yeah. I call them girls but um I used to dress them up in all kinds of clothes well I went to the boys section because sometimes the boys stuff was cute they always had dinosaurs which I thought were hilarious yeah 
And all the time they would always, especially Lucy, because she has shorter hair, they're always like, oh, what a cute boy. I'm like, yeah. Like I never would correct anyone. I'm like, mm-hmm. who fucking cares? Like, yeah. why do you need to know that? Yeah. Exactly. Why do you need to know? <laughs> but some people get so offended, like, oh, that's a girl or that's a boy. Yeah. Like even people who sometimes my mom would be with me and she'd be like, well, they're a girl. <laughs> it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness that's they're so a true. baby yeah they're literally a child why do you care exactly yeah they're very obsessed they're with... happy or they're yeah. really upset that they can't have ice cream like, exactly that's, that's more important it's right true. now true <laughs> they'd yeah. rather their bottle or <laughs> yeah. to just hang off of me yeah. um they don't even get the concept of what a girl and a boy is right <laughs> exactly young for this conversation they're pooping their pants <laughs> yeah i don't think they care about no. anything else <laughs> I don't think they care about the color of the pants they poop in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it still yeah. needs to be clean. It still needs to be clean. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. But it's crazy how. Yeah. Because I remember all the time, like, moms would always be, because, uh, of course, people people love buying people with babies clothing. Mm-hmm. I got so much clothing because, of course, they were girls. I always got girl clothing. Mm-hmm. And so I would dress them up. And I always have parents who would, like, had sons. And they always be like, oh I wish I could buy my baby such cute clothing like that like oh girls clothing so cute I'm like well why don't you just buy it like who cares like what does it matter you're not traumatizing your child if you put them in something you know stereotypically girly like Mm -hmm. what's it gonna matter like no matter at all (laughs) they're not gonna know the difference yeah we we put those rules on them yeah exactly (laughs) so ridiculous Thanks so much for having this conversation. Yeah, this we've kind of on multiple tangents. We did, but it all kind of circles back to like gender, gender and non-binary. I have to rethink the title I had in my brain, but that's yeah. all good. I mean, we can always, <laughs> we can always ask questions later. Yeah. We can always come back. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't true. say we're experts by any means, but this is just mm-hmm. our own experience. Yeah, for sure. Ask questions. I think, it, like, you don't quote me on this, but I was looking earlier. I think Spotify has an option where you can ask a question at the bottom if you Maybe. scroll down you have to see yeah if not i guess you can always put up on instagram yeah yeah you can always put it up on instagram or you can um send me an email it's info at movewithbilly.com b-i-l-l-i-e or instagram move with billy so you, you know the deal if you've listened before tiktok and facebook too but you're more likely to actually instagram. connect with me on, on instagram <laughs> um yeah thank you so much for being here yeah, and for sharing your time for with us me. yeah thank this you so much fun. <laughs> <It was> very <laughs> fun. 